Hey everybody, great to see you. And those who I'm not seeing, I love you so much driving in your car, sitting in your cubicle, sitting in your office, proud of you. Thank you so, so much. Um, again, we try to be really, really intentional to make sure these leadership times matter. Um, and we're trying to bring every single one of us to higher levels in our walk with God, but also increasing our leadership capacity intentionally. Uh, many times the thing that God wants to do in and through us, um, it's not limited because God is limited. Uh, it can be limited because of some of the limits we sometimes put on ourselves. Uh, and it sometimes could be our own insecurities. It could be even our physical bodies not being healthy enough to do it. Uh, it could be just we haven't gotten some skills that God would want us to have. So we want to make sure we walk through the text and the scripture to remind ourselves who we are and just grow. So it's just a little bit of like a, a little stretching. Like when you lift weights, you're kind of tearing down the muscle so the muscle can grow a little bit more. So that's, what, that's why we have this time uh, together. And I'm, I always come anticipating, ready to write down, take notes. So today we have the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. He's a silent assassin. He loves Jesus deeply. He loves his family deeply. He's a campus pastor at our Frisco campus and one of my dearest friends in all the world. Give it up for Ben L. Stokes. First, I want to say uh, I love you pastors. I love you pastors so much. Thank you for everything that you all pour out every single week. And um, really just uh, thank you for being who we see behind closed doors too as well, you know, and you're not fake. I, did, I promise you my personality would not allow me to stay here if it was fake. I, I, I cringe at it and I don't want to be around it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And love you all, serve team. Thank you for pouring it out every single week. Uh, this church would not be what it is without you. Yep. So let, we have a lot more ground to cover. We have a lot more ground to take. We have more people to reach and you are the answer. Um, okay, so I want to start. Um, we're going to read Genesis 22. And we're going to start in verse, um, we'll start in verse, I think, 12, of chapter 22, okay. Genesis 22, verse 12. It says, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld anything, not even your son, your only son. This is actually... Um, the beginning of the year this was one of my prayers is lord is there anything that i'm withholding from you yeah. <laughs> is there anything that i'm withholding from you and uh, I, I was reminded when me and Casey first started dating, it was at a singles retreat. Pastors were the singles pastors at Shoreline Austin, and they did a single retreat. And I saw this uh, this girl walking through the parking lot, and um, and I didn't know who she was. I'd never seen her before, so I offered her some sunflower seeds. All right. <laughs> That's big game. She denied the sunflower seeds. She didn't want to have anything to do with me. And uh, but long story short, uh, we did start dating. It was Casey, of course. We did start dating. Um, but I don't know if I've even told Casey this. There was a moment that I actually br almost broke up with her because about a month or so before 
I had told God, I'm laying it all down. You can have dating, you can have women, you can have every single part of my life. So when Casey came into my life, I was scared to death. And so um, I almost put aside the blessing that God was actually giving me. And as I started praying, he revealed to me, he said, no, when you laid it down, that's when I knew. That's when I knew I had the full you. I had the whole you. Not just a part of you. If I would have gotten Casey before that, I don't know where I would be. I think I'm maybe 50-50 Christianity, you know, kind of halfway, half. I, I don't know. But all God needed to know is, do I have everything? Do I have everything? Do I have all of you? So there's a few things that I feel like might be able to help us that Abraham did to get to this place. Because he didn't just show up on the mountaintop and was like, boom, here we go. There was some uh, responses that he did, some things behind the scenes that he did that uh, actually prepared him for what God was about to do in his life. So the first thing I want to point out, we're not going to read through all the chapter, but um, it says uh, in verse three, it says early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. I like this because Abraham heard as daunting as the call was, go sacrifice your son. He didn't sit there and dwell on what God had asked him to do. It wasn't a week went by, not a month go by, not a year go by, not five years. God, let me see some more signs. It said immediately he arose the next morning and went. Because I feel like procrastination can take us out from where God is trying to take us. I was reading some stats and it said 20 to 25% of Americans have a chronic procrastination problem. Not going to count how many people that would be in the room, but that's stats. Says 88% of people in America waste around 60 minutes procrastinating a day at their job which cost America $70 billion a year because of procrastination. Because of things of, I know I need to get them done, but I'm just going to do something else instead of getting it done. And, uh, and I went on to further reading and it said, it is not a DNA problem. It is not a, it was my parents' fault or I was born with it or anything like that. It is you created a habit. You created a habit that says, I will respond later on. And the later on, all the excuses comes and all the trials and the problems and other things pop up and other things you got to get done. And the next thing you know, you've talked yourself out of doing what God has called you to do. So I just want to encourage you. I feel like there's some people that God has been calling you, been yelling at you, been telling you, come on. And you continue to put it off. Uh, Continue to ask you to jump on serve team, but you continue to say, I'll do it next week. Next week, you're going to have the same excuse. So just go ahead and jump on now jump in the connect group now do it now do it now do not hold off anymore we are brand new in 2024 so let's start with brand new habits they say they say it takes like three weeks to create a new habit and to break an old habit so three weeks and i i actually like what i was reading when i was reading this she said this lady is saying don't try to conquer it all start with five minutes just start with five minutes and as you kind of start doing it okay Okay, I got five minutes. Let me go 10 minutes. Let me go 10 minutes. It's kind of like working out. Don't try to go one hour, 150, let's go. You know, just 
20 minutes. Let's yeah. go. Let's go and work your way up, you know. That's so up. procrastination. So he immediately arose. And then the next thing he said, he set out for the place God had told him to go. Wow. Wow. For where God had told him to go. I was wrestling with this one because I feel like human nature, we always want to go where we think we should go. But God is saying, and I feel like there's a prophetic voice from the stage and platform saying every single Sunday, connect groups, connect groups, connect groups, serve team, serve team, church, church. God is telling you, this is where I want you to go. But for some reason... We keep trying to fight that and we want to do it our own way. I would encourage you to get off that throne. That's not your throne. That's not your throne at all. That is his throne. And how he chooses to do it is how you'll see the results. It may not look the way you think it should look. But again, it's not your throne. That's his throne. He'll do it the way he wants to do it. He will send the right people. And I believe there's people in the connect group that you've been procrastinating and not going to that are going to help propel exactly you to get right. yeah. exactly That's where right. you yeah. need to be. Don't put your own time limit on it. Don't put your own however you think it needs to be. You just be obedient to what God is telling you to do. Go where he wants you to go. Go where he wants you to go. So that's what Abraham did. And then he said, uh, he said, um, he said, stay here. In verse five, stay here with the donkey while I and the boys go over there. He was talking to the servants. So Abraham was to was able to identify the obstacles before they became obstacles. Imagine him getting up to the mountaintop with two individuals who don't know what's going on. And he's like, hey, I'm about to kill my son. You know, you guys good with that? You know, That would have been an obstacle holding Abraham back from being obedient. So Abraham said, hmm, you guys stay behind here so that I can continue to do what God has called me to do. And I feel like there are obstacles in all of our lives that we already know that are there. And we need to decide today. I'm putting those to the side. You cannot go with me any further. I'm throwing them off so that I can do what God has called me to do. Time to cut it off. Time to cut it off. So Abraham said, stay behind. That is and then, I guess I'll add this fourth one. This just kind of came to me. It said, uh, um, Isaac's talking to him. And I don't even know what verse this is in. I think six. It says, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. So it just kind of came to me that Abraham was given this this calling to go sacrifice his son. And also it's interesting what Abraham's response was to his servants. He goes, me and my son will return to you. I kind of feel, it doesn't say it, but I kind of feel that Abraham knew this is not the way it's going to end. I know me and my son are going to come back. But anyways, the point that I want to make is that Abraham had a fire in his hand and a knife in his other hand. And Isaac had the wood. And I just felt like God just wanted me to remind every single one of you that you have what you need to get you to the next season. Do not wait for the next season to try to discover what you need. 
Start working on those gifts now. Start working on what you want to do now. It's already in your hands. Start working on it. So that when you get there, you're like, oh, there's the miracle. There's the ram. There's There's the miracle that God had promised me. Now I'm ready. Could you imagine getting up there and you're not having a knife and a burnt offering? And then all of a sudden the miracle and you're like, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Let me go run back down the mountain real quick. Nope. He had it in his hand and each one of us, we have it in our hands. So let's, uh, launch into the next season. Know that we're strapped, know that we're armed, put off all the things that are holding us back. And I promise you, man, God is going to wreck our lives. I'm excited about the season ahead. Love you all so much. Thank you so much.